don't think consumers differentiate between 85 95 and 90 people only differentiate between 0 and 100 at the top there's only room for one right i believe in india 80% of celebrity usage in advertising that i see is not thought creating is easy what to create is a million dollar question hi You're listening to Marketing with Vani in which I speak to marketing gurus. Together we decode how marketing works in the real world to grow your business. If you're a marketer or a founder confused about how to plan your media, then this episode is just for you. Media today is a complex landscape. TV, billboards, email, websites, social media, the options are endless. In such a landscape, how do you choose the right channels for maximum impact? For a brand to create impact and get people talking, picking the right media mix is a must. In this episode, media professional Samir Chaudhary shares insights for creating successful media campaigns. He is the founder of The Media Ant, one of India's leading ad agencies that helps companies plan and buy media. Samir talks about some smart media principles that brands and marketers must follow to optimize their marketing campaigns and grow their consumer base. So Samir thank you so much for being on this show. The idea here is to actually just learn some general media principles on how one should think about media given that media is very complex of course now there are so many different options of media vehicles available and within every channel itself what does one do at one time when we were growing up it was a lot easier because there were very few channels and very few programs that topped the charts and if you were looking to get reach which is top to a large number of audiences and you made sure that you were on those select programs today digital in itself is a bottomless pit and cracking digital between google and facebook which seem to be the big platforms that have dominant share that in itself seems to be a science that is has become a specialist science and then there are other media vehicles on within this much amount of money can i go to tv if tv then what other vehicles should i look at what should be the length of the campaign should i be doing mass media at all or should i be looking at small consumer engagement activities to be able to hit my brand objective let's start with the first one which is for an impulse products category there are lots of impulse products like a chewing gum a fizzy drink it could be a snack it could be a, it could be a cold coffee it could be a zillion other things which we buy on impulse which is without thinking too much they are essentially very low involvement products how should one think about media in the case of an impulse brand now over here samir i want to give you the caveat that this is a brand we'll do two kinds of brands one that is let's say the kurkure type and the second which has very little money just launched pre series a and doesn't have too much money cold coffee just launched in the market let's talk about both kinds got it so there's a plenty of options which makes the choice you have to be much more diligent just to make the right choice because you can just spend a lot of money and not get anything out of it so yeah so this category of impulse and i would i'm guessing you're talking about something which has an offline uh, can not not an online chat for product like these so you can still differentiate between and something and impulse which is online and impulse which is offline that's true you're right about that so let's assume right now that these are products that are available both offline and online theek hai both offline and online online so let me so i think there will be a slight difference between online and offline in terms of media selection but the principle i think would remain the same so let's think offline bit first 
And I think this goes back to the basics what we pick up Ani, during our days of brand marketing. That anything which is impulse, you need, first of all, to be in the consideration set and then be right in front of you when you are purchasing. So what I mean by that is you should, if you, are, if you know about the brand, that helps. But I think what is more important is to be present at POS at the point of sales. So for any brand, and irrespective of online or offline, I think what is more important is what's your presence? How are you advertising yourself at the point of sales? Going back to the checkout lane placement, right on the top of the shelf placement, and those kind of things. So if I'm a brand, I would first ensure that wherever I'm distributed, I have a decent visibility. And technically, you can call it trade marketing, whatever, but at the end of the day, it's, it's advertising and marketing. So my first dollars should go to ensure that the consumer who is already there, they would, because these decisions are not pre-decided. These are like, that's why they are impulse. So my first money should go right at the POS. Once that is well covered, I think that's when I would spend money, anything which is mass. And here again, many brands fall into this pitfall of doing very hyper-local kind of marketing. I think an impulse category, you should not get into a hyper-local kind of, a, because it thrives on reach. Because you will reach out to a large number of people out of which a small percentage would purchase. Because these are low ticket items. So I would look at a mass media and by mass, I don't mean television. It can be anything. So first finish everything which is on POSM. Once you max it out, then it may, might make sense to get into something which is mass. If you are a city level, it might mean an outdoor. It might mean a radio, depending on whether your cues are functional or visual. And if you have a lot of money and if you can afford to, you have a countrywide distribution, then get into something like a television or a YouTube kind of a format where you reach out to a large number of people. So that's how I would approach this. So, so let's say, example, packaged cold coffee and distribution with only, let's say, a certain pocket of Delhi. I would ensure that I'm there on the shelf. I have shelves, stalkers, I have wranglers, the regular stuff. And then within that area, if I have the second level of money available, I'll pick up a few holdings in that locality to ensure that people know the brand. I think that's who I would approach. Makes a lot of sense. And tell me, what if I'm exactly this cold coffee, but I'm not available offline? I'm still available only online. Then Online, yeah. So that, be that becomes a very interesting problem. And that's why we love the digital world. So here, I think it's the same thing, Vani. So here your real estate or shelf is the screen on which the guy is actually doing a purchase. So if you are an impulse, I think this is slightly technical in the sense that how do you want to, so how do you want to create the channel? So there can be two channels. One can be an aggregator market like an Amazon or a Flipkart or a big basket. The other one can be your own D2C site. What we have figured is a D2C site for impulse carry is not always the best way to start off. Maybe once you have yeah, established, then you will do it. But these are impulse. It's better to be present where a large number of users are there and something like an Amazon help. And the media here then is pure category-based targeting where let's say I have come here and I'm, I know my TG is someone who is actually buying books just to simplify the problem. I would ensure that I run a search targeting campaign or a retargeting campaign on Amazon who, for people who are like searching for books. And then I have a proposition which is very clear. So it's pure POSM in the digital sense. Then. No branding is required. 
makes a lot of sense so what you're saying samir is irrespective of offline or online be available first be discoverable at the point of sale in the case of offline it's at the shop so make sure that you are visible over there get your posm right make sure that your posm is noticed by the consumer the product is noticed by the consumer that you are well available there and if you are available online then make sure wherever the consumer shops which is more likely to be the e marketplaces make sure over there you are easily discoverable more than your website because for your website the consumer must be aware of your brand first and in that might be an unrealistic ex- you know expectation given early years and on your d2c site purchase right, it becomes a planned purchase it's not impulse anymore ha huh. nice nice on a d2c it becomes a planned purchase perfect so this is absolutely clear this is great let's move to the second one what about a b2b company that has let's say cxos as its only target audience who if you were to look in cxos they are a very small bunch all put together if i were to take all the big let's say the listed companies not even i'm not even talking about young startups who have to take all the listed companies in india the entire cxo bunch must be a bunch of about 2000 2500 men and women i have a product that is singularly targeted at this bunch of cxos now i'm a b2b company i'm looking to speak to this bunch of cxos i have limited money but my product has a high ticket value every cxo who's going to buy my product is going to spend a minimum of 10 to 12 lakhs in some cases it will be even a few crores now how should i be thinking about media the way that we approach this problem is and this is common a generic across many cat- many categories is while the decision maker is the ceo what we have felt is there are many gatekeepers so let's say example you need an office space let's take as example as simple as that and this is typically a decision that ceo gets involved because you're shifting the entire office from one place to the other but if you see all the groundwork and everything it is done by the admins maybe the finance the negotiations and that's when the ceo comes in and says okay this makes sense this doesn't make sense similarly let's say a big machinery you want to automate your plant and you have to invest let's say tvs they want to automate certain this is a decision of the ceo to finally take a call but if you see engineering is involved many others something so that to so basically what we have seen is while the cx ceo is the decision maker there are a lot of gatekeepers so i'll break down into two problems one where the ceo is the only target group i think and you are right their number is too small and to reach out to these guys theoretically linkedin works because they you can target them technically but what happened unfortunately is their engagement on these platform is also not that great and there's so many brands trying to do the same thing so if you even if you try to reach out to these guys through linkedin there is a limited amount of exposure that happens to them so the brand familiarity doesn't come in and because these are high ticket items most of these interaction media interactions advertising interactions are meant towards a brand familiarization rather than actually closing a deal so what will happen is i know the brand x now someone has reached out to me about this whether it's internal excerpt i said oh great i have seen this brand let's go so these are more about lowering the bar lowering the fear of getting into a lo- wrong deal so a, a, a brand where the cxo is the only medium what i would pick is a linkedin certainly but i would not bank on it completely i would look at something which is let's say a very non traditional niche means let's say something like an airline that has a that has a business class a branding there maybe a lounge a high end lounge on the airports so these are the places where i'll bring out the brand familiarity and then the sales team would anyway do their job but in the other case where 
I want to reach out to not only the CXO, but also the team around it. So let's say, example, uh, AC Nielsen, they want to sell something as to HUL. Now, while the decision maker might be the CMO, there would be other people also who would work towards it. So in this case, I think LinkedIn becomes very powerful because now you suddenly have a bigger reach. And it can be, and these decisions, because they are taken over a longer period of time, you need to maintain a media continuity. So principally, what we look at is it should have enough reach. And in this case, because the purchase cycle is long, you look for medium or media that can run across, let's say, five months to six months time. So LinkedIn becomes very critical for continuity purpose. Something like an, an airline branding, like in aircraft, magazines, business newspapers, these become more like a brand introduction. So I introduce the brand to you. For the expensive, I cannot continue to use it for, for continuity. So I introduce the brand through these impact medium, which which I say again is like a business sites on YouTube, targeting, exos, airlines, lounges, and then use LinkedIn for the continuity part. So that would be the structure. Very nice, Amit. So first of all, you're saying... Look at media in two different ways. One is use relatively mass channels of mass media for the purposes of building brand familiarity. Because if I'm not familiar with the brand, then it's difficult to get a foot into the door. Knowing that, like you said, it's not one decision maker. There are several gatekeepers. I must be able to get positive word of mouth amongst the many different stakeholders in the organization. And so for that, build brand familiarity with relatively mass channels of media. That's number one. Number two, you're saying do this over a long period of time to be able to build familiarity. Number three, you're saying that LinkedIn is very powerful. If it is CXOs, make sure that you're there on LinkedIn. And uh, and what else, Samir, did I miss something? Yeah, what I said is then use digital medium, like a business sites, digital site or LinkedIn digital sites to maintain the continuity for six months or so, whatever is the purchase cycle. So I might, I'm closing the deal because I'm interacting in a more intimate space, which is LinkedIn, relatively more expensive, specific reach. And of course, the eventual deal will happen over several meetings that happen face to face. But to be able to get there, I must be able to first build familiarity that people in the organization don't say, hey, what is this company you brought to me? I don't even know them. I don't want to risk being with them. I'd rather give the deal to a big known brand. So first, I'm getting to the stage of becoming a known brand. They must be good at their job. Or they must be, Because familiarity in itself builds trust, isn't it? That's the one of the principles we use in media again and again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, fantastic. This is great. And the other very important point is particularly in a B2B because closing the deal sometimes takes several months. One has to make sure that it's not an in and out. One has to make sure I stay engaged over a period of time, which means I have to intelligently use my media monies in order to stay engaged over a period of time. Yeah, I think what you should not expect is I put an ad in the newspaper and suddenly my phone calls will start ringing with saying that I want your product. I think that is not going to happen in a C when you are trying to reach out to the decision makers in an organization. Very nice. Very nice. So don't expect one and the paper, but figure out channels by which you can be around for a period of time, which means instead of one ad, either crack a press deal, which allows me to be there, let's say every Wednesday or every Tuesday and Thursday. Maybe it's a strip ad series. Maybe it's a, I don't know, some sort of a media innovation, but media innovations are also expensive, but figure out a way by which you can build familiarity over a period of time. Exactly. So I think principle in a media principle terms, if I would have to put, I would 
prioritize continuity over impact. I think that's how I would look at it. Nice. Very nice. Continuity over impact. Perfect. Excellent. Now let's come to the third category, Samir. Let's say I'm a company that's looking to create a very new concept. I have to educate consumers. People don't know what this is about. Let's say it's a new kind of money platform or a new kind of investment platform or a new concept in foods. For example, now there's this new trend on plant milk. Suddenly one hears, and this is more typical of Instagram, plant milk or plant meat. In such cases where the early adopters are very few. I know that this is a new concept. It requires a lot of education. There are going to be few early adopters. I'm a young company, again, with small amount of money in my pocket. Now, what do I do? No, this is, and I think we have been seeing a lot of things like these in India, at least, and not only on the product side, but all the services side, something like Zepto, saying that you will get all done so, right? So those were new concepts per se. And then there's certainly and then there's an entire range of products. And then what actually helped them was that there were so many players, including a blanket that came in and the whole category was fueled by the collective advertising. So, yeah. But at one time, when they just started, it seemed like a like an unbelievable concept. Absolutely. Now, here, I think the principle that we use is basically inducing trials. That's the fundamental to the media planning here, saying that whatever you are doing, at least for the initial part of the brand. And I think, Avani, uh, these are not very anything new that we're talking about. I think all of us have tried and executed these things, right, on the brand side. So I, I think the basic principle why you have launched something like this is saying that this product is good. And if you haven't tried anything like this, if you try it, you will love it. I think that's the basic premise with any brand launches or anyone launching these products. So everything here should be in and around an active trial. And I'm using the word active trial, not a free sampling. I'm not talking about free sampling, but something like where you actually do things. So I can give you, let's say an example. And I think the pioneer in this has been Maggie, where they ensure that they do sampling, they change the behavior where something like a noodles became popular. None of us knew it when we were like kids. And even today, when we see many of these products, whether it's something like vegan-based protein products or whether it's a service like a Zepto or a Tanzo, what we have seen work well is ensuring that with any media communication, there is an opportunity for the user to try the product. And there is some effort from the user to try it so that we know that we have the serious products which are coming in. Like a Zerotha, right? Another example, great example on this. So the same product with a different concept that we will not charge you anything for trading. So all these guys, what they have done well is communication along with a possibility for trial. So an practical application of, what, of it would be, let's say I would do some an activation in an apartment where I have a banner which tells you about the product, but then there is an opportunity to buy the product then and there, maybe at a 60% discount, but there's something that's coming in. And once you have these initial trialists coming in, because the product is great, you will end up using it and then they become your brand ambassadors. Once you have hit the critical mass of enough people, then you use mass media to to further accelerate the word of mouth. But I think the initial word of mouth will not come purely from advertising. It will come only through trial. Very nice. I love the clarity of your thinking, Samir. You're saying that in this case, what matters most is as you defined active trials, do everything possible to get active trials. And I like the way you're thinking about media. Samir, tell me, when I'm thinking of active trials, should I be looking at media at all? What am I going to say? I'm not going to do media at all. I'm only going to do intelligent consumer activation programs. 
what did zerodha do zerodha being a new concept in the market we are not going to charge you at all how did zerodha get in its very initial stages how did they spread the word how did they get people to actively try it for what we know is initially the friends and the families they had a very interesting referral program you would have to pay to open an account so it wasn't free so you knew this was an active trial happening there would be a few discounts that would be given to you to do the few trials and then anyone who is referring you gets a lifetime referral money so with every trade that you continue to do, doing your referee does it you continue making money so there's a very strong way to ensure that you refer and you would refer only you have loved the product so that's the model that they use and i think you certainly don't need, you you are right you don't need media to do this i think you what you need here is a method to get trial and the methods can will depend on the product so your if you are something which you think you can do hyper locally you can do it so something like a, 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 a vegan product or a new salad in the world i think those things can be done very easily through activation something which is let's say very mass you can do what we used to call cross sampling where you buy something and you get something along with it so if you know your target group is matching so let's say example i would say let's say there is a new kind of lace for shoes so you pay 10 rupees extra you get 90 rupees whenever you purchase a bata shoe that's a, another way of tr- inducing trial but you're ensuring the guy is willing to pay at least 10 bucks to get the 90 rupee product so what you mean the active trial samir is either get the person to pay some amount or get the person to do something so that there's some effort involved like we say in, in marketing psychology in consumer psychology that behavior changes attitude it's not the other way around so if i get you to do something if i get you to put in the effort if i get you to pay then chances are that you will receive this product also far more positive you're going to be positively predisposed to this product and therefore an active trial will mean i get you to do something it's almost like i make you want the product i'm getting you to pay or getting you to do something and then chances are that there will be a positive referral and then i'm rewarding you for that positive referral as well positive referral as well and that's how the word of mouth spreads exactly yeah i think free without doing anything so we have seen many food guys saying that you just stand in the mall and anyone who's coming in you are giving it for free these never convert i don't think that's the right way to induce trials for sure yeah so free is not valued as much free doesn't free free is a great word it's very good to be free seduces me but free is not something i value too much it's a free i but when you get me to do something get me to pay a small amount of money then i hold it closer to my chest because now i've put in the effort so i value it more okay lovely this is great let's move to the next one now and this is true for 99% of the products that are launched in the market huh it's a me too product yet another in the category every possible need that the consumer should have seems to have already been addressed so most products are yet another me too although every every brand manager every entrepreneur believes oh my product is it's a new thing yeah my product is what the consumer has been waiting for all her life how can she not want this the truth is it's yet another me too the consumer is saying yeah i don't know if yeah it's just another so over here let's take skin as a category skin for example on instagram it is mind numbing the number of options one has available the number of brands that are advertising over there almost every brand in skin seems to be a me too much as if you were to not scrutinize with a magnifying glass what the claims are at a broad brush level if you were to look at the advertising with your senses half dead which is the reality 
of how we consume advertising, then almost every brand looks the same. Now, I am yet another skincare brand. I'm yet another skincare brand. I've just come into the market. I believe I have a kick-ass product. I have beautiful packaging. Consumers should be lining up. They're actually not. Now, how should, be, how should I be looking at media? What should I be doing to make sure I get trials? Or what should I be doing to make an impact in this category? No, I, I think you're right, Vani. I think if you look at most of the brands, while we might be thinking that we have created something great, I think Consumer Minds is yet, yet another product. The media principle which we use here is, again, going back to our textbook days, saying that you need a higher share of voice to gain a share of market. I think it's as simple as that. Now, I'll tell you the, the statement is very simple. The implications and the application of it can be really complicated. So the only way to grow here is if your share of voice is higher than share of market. But I don't have, I don't have so much money, Samir. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes. That's where the trick comes in. And that's where media planners like us make their money. Right? So, so because let's say you're not, you, you certainly cannot go against and like have a higher share of voice than a PNG and a Levers, right? You cannot do that. So then what you do is what you, what we call segmentation. You create a segment and I'll tell you what segment we're talking about. You create a segment where you can manage to get a higher SOV over the competition or over the immediate leader. So the segmentation can be in two ways. One, you can get a very segmented niche audience in which you can pick. So let's say example, within skincare, I might want to say I would only go to, to people who are geographically in a certain area and income like this. Maybe people are working in IT companies. So I have created a smaller audience set among the entire audience set. And then I will probably pick media accordingly where I can actually manage to beat anyone. So example, let's say if I say that I would, I my target audience for this skincare product are only women who are working in IT companies and more than 25 years of age. Now that's an audience where I can actually beat any, I can, for even a spend like 5 lakh rupees, I can get a share of voice which is higher than the competition of a PNG or a Levers. So that's one way of segmenting. The other way of segmenting is you also can get a higher share of voice in a particular media. And that is something which many brands have done well. What I mean by that is, let's say example in Mumbai, I can just pick Mumbai Metro and say in Mumbai Metro, I will be the most visible brand in this category. Now that I can do for two and a half lakhs in a month. And that's where you will have... Two and a half lakhs in a month in Mumbai Metro alone. Okay, so th this is excellent. It's very specific. Now tell me, I have two and a half lakhs in the month. I want to create an impact in Mumbai Metro with this beautiful skin serum that I have on which I'm claiming 10x vitamin C and 10x radiance. Now, what would I do? Tell me. So what I would do is I look at how much time, let's say example, uh, I don't know what would be the equivalent product, but let's say example, it, it's, it's Pons, which is equivalent product in this category. I see that Pons, Pons probably takes 10% of the overall ad space here, which costs 2 lakh rupees. I will put 2 and half. I'll get 20% or 15% of the ad space there. So I am actually have a higher share of voice over the other guy over pawns in that particular media. So anyone who's consuming media there, they will take an action. So over here, the, the principle you're saying is go narrow. Identify your consumer very sharply. Identify your geography very sharply. Identify your media vehicle very sharply. And in this, you know, sharply identified consumer into geography, into media vehicle, make sure that you have a higher share of voice than the incumbent market. 
leader and so you become this king in this little puddle but when you become a king in that puddle it will be easier for you to to expand from there does that make sense exactly absolutely absolutely so uh, just to reiterate it so you your objective is to have a higher share of voice than your share of market in that jogger for that segment i have a higher share of voice than bonds that yeah that doesn't seem so intimidating otherwise bonds would would be a monster exactly otherwise you can uh, yeah and that you can do either through media segmentation or through consumer segmentation so what i mean by that media segmentation i can just take let's say example autos and not for this category but let's say some other category where let's say a cab advertising right now a cab i can ensure that that i know that my segment my target group is there but the competition is not advertising there i will pick up enough numbers so that on the audience who is watching ads on cab there i am the only brand known or i am the bigger brand known so that's when you segment it using a media you can also segment it using the audience which was the other example where it said i want to do something in the it park so everyone who is my audience in the it park should know me more than anyone else so then i advertise inside the it park which might cost me a lakh i will take a bus shelter and a bus route in and around that it park which might cost me another lakh lakh and a half so within 2 to 1/2 lakh kind of money i i ensure that i am the bigger known brand for that audience So by the same principle, tell me, Samir. Now I'm extending this to a B two B company. Okay. Now let's say I'm a B two B company. I don't have too much money. I am talking to all of the HR heads, only the HR heads of large companies. Okay. I know that these HR heads are inundated with proposals from insurance companies, health and wellness, compensation management. various kinds of saas based products blah blah for employee productivity blah blah i am one amongst those many players and i also have to get the ear of the chro now where i'm competing against so many other companies that are also putting up putting proposals in front of this chro what if i were to decide that i will become the king at this one conference which is called the nhrd at the nhrd conference i will put in enough amount of money and do something so maverick that for all of the hr heads that come to this conference i am the only brand that sticks in their head would that be a good idea so it would be so and mix this one with the previous one where we talked about reaching out to the cxos right i think what will what this will do this approach will do is to get you the brand familiarity but the continuity is something that needs to be maintained because will happen is by the time you get in so this will get your introduction but by the time you go meet talk people forget again so i think it will be a good medium to get that initial impact and introduction and then follow up with something like linkedin to ensure that there's a gentle reminder that continues happening perfect makes a lot of sense fantastic okay last one samir i'm a young startup pre series a I have only less than two crores budget. Actually, even two crores seems to be quite quite bountiful. Let's say I have one and a half or one crore budget. This is all I have. I'm a young pre-series A startup, huh? And and I'm looking to play the mass market of kids apparel. I believe my apparel is the most thoughtfully constructed. I believe that there is something unique about my apparel. Now, what would you recommend I do? I think where the initial corpus is too small to do anything which is like a very large market. I think for any brand like this, what is very important for them is to have a very ROI-driven marketing. 
where they are operating much more at the bottom of the funnel and middle of the funnel rather than the top of the funnel. Because at this kind of budget, you will not be able to do a much impact on the top of the funnel. So I think till your budgets are like about the one CR and your market is more or less mass where there are established players and you have a differentiated proposition, I would suggest put all of these money into performance marketing. And performance itself has a lot of things built into it. So till you can and till you can scale up your performance, I don't think there is any point putting money into branding. It's only once your performance is stagnating or you have an enough ROI where you can use money to build more top of the funnel, you should take money out of it. But let's say a, a one CR for a year translates to about seven to eight lakhs in a month. I think it's better you invest it into a Facebook and a Google campaign, which gives you right purchase. And I'm assuming here that they have an online. Correct. Definitely. Yes. And most of these brands would be like that. So I think initial money just put into these and 7-8 lakhs easily can be spent into this category. It's only once this has started plateauing, your CACs are going very high and your growth is more or less flat. Is that when you have to start investing money towards the top of the funnel? Now, once you have that money, still your, your approach should be... See, most of these performance campaigns, they work on... like If I have to simplify it, they work on the basis of your retargeting audience and a lookalike audience. So first, run performance. Now, if you have more money left, try to drive traffic or installs towards your website and the app so that these performance platforms have more and more of top of the funnel audience. So they know who are the audience which are engaging with this so that they can use them to convert. So establish the funnel with the bottom of the funnel and middle of the funnel. Then anytime you have money, try to run campaigns which are again towards traffic or installs, but not to get into branding at this stage for sure. So initial branding should come from product usage rather than media communication. Perfect, Samir. This makes a lot of sense. And of course, needless to say that when you run your performance marketing campaign, make sure you have character, make sure you have personality, make sure you have smart, clear messaging that there is a sharp proposition. The consumer knows why one should buy you. You're not just, you don't just mix in the sea of the zillion other apparel brands that you look distinctive. And while you're doing that, spend all the much on, on performance. No, I think when you have put, you have hit the nail right on the head. But unfortunately, it's such a simplistic thing, but most of the brands, they miss out on that part. And they end up actually either blaming the platform or people who are running it, right? Or saying that this platform doesn't work for me. If you say if Facebook and Google with 500 million plus people on the platform doesn't work for your product, then there's something wrong with the product. And with all the AI, like Google, which is a performance max, or Facebook, which has, anyway has a conversion campaign, actually, you don't need to do much with the platform. You should be spending 90% of your time on the creative and the communication and the brand personality. That's where people take the shortcut and invest the least amount of time. But if they can leave everything to the platform, I'm, I'm saying like, even at the risk of being too simplistic, you just do an open targeting, leave the product. But if your creative are right, if your product is right, you will be able to run a successful performance campaign. Very well said. Absolutely. And I keep saying this all the time that the consumer doesn't know or care whether this is a brand campaign or a performance campaign or what kind of an ad is this. All that the consumer is looking at is some ad. It's yet another ad. And you've got to figure as a marketer whether your ad is creating impact. You know, but we we stress about in our minds, we're thinking, no, this is a performance ad, this is a brand campaign ad. 
तो ब्रांड कैंपेन एड में ऐसा ऐसा होना चाहिए एंड परफॉर्मेंस एड में ऐसा कंज्यूमर जस्ट डजेंट केयर इट्स एन एड शी लुक्स ऑफ एन एड एंड शी डिसाइड्स ये खरीदना है नहीं खरीदना है ये परफॉर्मेंस में ना पीपल टेक शॉर्टकट्स ऑन क्रिएटिव आई थिंक दैट्स वेयर दे इट्स एंड विद द ऑल द प्लेटफॉर्म्स मूविंग टुवर्ड्स दे सच स्ट्रांग एआई नाउ जरूरत ही नहीं है किसी को कुछ करने का कि क्या टारगेटिंग करना है किसको करना है कुछ नहीं करना है परफॉर्मेंस वैक्स काइंड ऑफ कैंपेन दे डोंट इवन लेट यू डू एनीथिंग बस आप क्रिएटिव सही देते जाओ वो they will do it for you and there's a line which i use very frequently for many brands when they come and ask me merely facebook kaam karega kya and i tell them ki the question is wrong the question is ye nahi ki facebook kaam karega ki nahi the question that you should be asking is what should i do so that facebook works for me very nice yeah yeah if facebook and google is not working for you then you better figure out a way that it works out platform aisa nahi ho ki merely kaam nahi karega so and creative is the bigger route to pick up and the right route to ensure that it works yeah yeah so often you and i have had conversations where i have come to you asking for media solutions and you always pushed me back and said what about the creative show me the creative what is the creative looking like it goes back to exactly what you are saying just now they people take a shortcut there i think and and that's an also the area of discomfort for many of people who are like on the product side who are on the engineering yeah Yes, because performance marketing seems to be like working the algo. I'm very smart tech guy. I can work the algo. If I just work the algo, then the creative will work. Not realizing that the consumer is a simple animal, and the consumer is looking at this as just another ad, and she's scrolling. She makes the decision on where she should stop. And Facebook had done a damn good job of educating marketers with their thumb stopping campaign. But I think there is a lot more that needs to be done on what. a hard working creative is in the world of digital absolutely absolutely okay fantastic samir it's been lovely talking to you there's been so much so simple and there's so much clarity in the way you think and what you've given us as the audiences thank you so much for this thanks funny this episode was brought to you by cherry peach plum Vani and her team of marketers and problem solvers at Cherry Peach Plum help businesses solve a wide range of growth challenges by utilizing proven marketing playbooks. Get in touch with us via cherrypeachplum.in if you want to take your brand to the next level. I hope you liked my show. And if you did, please do consider subscribing. I also have a YouTube channel by the same name, Marketing by Vani. Please do check that out too. Thank you. How badly could you screw up one line? <laughs> okay.